Thank you for joining me today for the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Did you know that every year there's an average of almost 360,000 home-based fires? If a fire started in your house and you had a second floor, do you have a plan to get your family out safely? The Home Safety Council estimates that only 6% of American homes have a fire escape ladder. That means everyone else would either have to get lucky and make it down the stairs, have the fire department arrive with a ladder, or end up having to jump out of the window. This situation is very much like what I always talk about regarding homeownership and homeowners not understanding the risks in their area, and if they do, not taking it seriously enough to do something about it. The risk of fire is across the board in any home, not just in disaster-prone areas. So why aren't you doing anything? My guest today has a great solution to this problem. Aaron Mezzi is the founder and owner of Safer Escape. It might be the closest thing to having a real fire escape without changing the way the outside of your house looks, and it could make the difference between life and death in a fire. I'm George Siegel, and this is the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Every week, we introduce you to people who are working on real-world problems and providing actual solutions. Tell Us How to Make It Better is partnering with The Readiness Lab, the home for podcasts, webinars, and training in the field of emergency and disaster services. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here. Hey, I'm fascinated by the, the video of your product and, and seeing how important it is to have something like that. So tell us what it is that you have identified as a problem and tell us what you're doing to make it better. So the problem is that we brought in a ladder to help everybody get out of fire very quickly because there's no time. I just find that it's very hard to get people to see the value in it, where they think fires don't happen. Fires happen only to people on the news. It's not likely to happen. I don't need it. And they just don't see the value and don't want to spend the money and don't want it on their house. You know, it's interesting because the the problem that you face is very similar to the theme in my last film, The, the Last House Standing. And I'm very big on bad construction. Why do people live in houses that are dangerous? Why do they make horrible decisions? Well, fire is one of the decisions that people make the most horrible choices with and they don't realize it. So tell us how your product works and how this can save lives. So our product is a retractable ladder that's put outside your window. And if God forbid there's a fire, you got to just pull the pin, climb out. You're out of your house in 15 to 45 seconds. That's it. Now, what's fascinating about it is the way it sits like almost like a little beam on the side of your house, and then it, it turns into a ladder. What's amazing to me is when you show it next to the one that most people have, because I used to have one like the other one. I also did. Yeah. And you never use that, but I, I'm trying to see now what it would be like in that moment of panic, throwing that out a window and trying to get to use it. When you when you put that against your product, there's there's really no comparison. So everything in life is about preparation. You can't just say, oh, there'll be a fire. I'll figure it out. And we usually, you know, these things you're supposed to think about when it happens to somebody else, not to yourself. My neighbor had a fire. We first thing we did was took that ladder, flew it out the window from the third floor, took one look at it and said, not going to happen. And the fire escapes are just too ugly. And this was the best option. And after a year of research, we brought it in. So what are the things that people are saying? that get them not to do it. Like I have people come by and try to sell me solar panels. 
And I know they're selling me something that is not going to work for me. But what you're selling is totally different. It, to me, it's like a, having a storm cellar if you live in Tornado Alley. You know, most people don't have one, yet their house blows away and they get killed. Fire happens all the time. The statistics, I was looking this up earlier, and the, you probably have better statistics than I do. But on average, there's 358,000 home-based fires every year. I mean, that's a huge amount. Yet people are just assuming they're going to be able to get out of their house. So I don't have that statistics. I can just tell you every 23 seconds, a fire station leaves for a fire, gets a call and leaves. Every one minute and 40 seconds, somebody dies in a fire in America. It's crazy. Now, the other thing I thought was interesting, too, is I saw a statistic that said only 6% of people, homeowners, have an escape mechanism like a fire ladder to get out of their house. That That just seems absurd to me. That's absurd. The question is, what are statistics about smoke alarms? Because that's a prerequisite. I'd love to know what that is. When I come down to somebody's house or when I get on a phone call, the first question I should be asking and try to ask is, do you have smoke alarms? And a lot of people say no. And I say, don't even bother with me. Go get your smoke alarms and call me back. Yeah. And a lot of people don't maintain the batteries in them. And then when the battery goes dead, they just take it out and and they don't have it. And there's a mentality with people that they just don't think anything bad is going to happen to them. And then when it does, they seem surprised. Like, how'd this happen to me? I I, I think that's uh, amazing. Yeah, people just don't want to think about it. So it, it's scary. It's, you know, but people think, I deal with people and they're like, I, God forbid, I don't even want to think about it. But they think just by thinking that way, it's not going to happen. Where I had somebody I who should have bought a ladder and they're like, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. And I'm like, I'm not even going to bother with you because you're stuck with your fear and you're never going to take the next step. And I sold the ladder to somebody, installed it a few weeks ago. And the husband went out, tried it, was good. We made a little tweaks. Then he wanted to show his wife. His wife flipped out at the idea of him going on the ladder. And I'm like, you're going, he went out once already. So we made the tweaks. So it's easier to get out next time. If he never went out, I never would have known he needs a platform now. He needs a grab bar. And if it was, I said, if it was up to her, she never would have gotten the ladder. And if there's a fire, God forbid, it's her fault. I mean, it would. Thank God they have a ladder. They're good. Now, when somebody gets something like this, like when we were making The Last House Standing, we found out that putting a storm cellar in, in your house, an emergency uh, shelter, can start at $3,000 and, and then the price goes up. You could finance it. You could get low interest loans for it. What is the process for, for getting a fire ladder? how much do they typically cost and and how is that how does that process work so it's it's pretty simple the second floor usually costs about 2500 the third floor is usually 3800 that doesn't include installation and that's it you can finance it we offer financing nobody's really taking it people say oh i'll use it and then when it comes down to a push comes to shove they just take it anybody who wants the ladder and wants it bad enough gets it hey it's you wonder why you wonder why insurance companies wouldn't subsidize things like this and, and storm cellars and concrete houses and everything. So the people that come in and pay for the damage, and I'm, I'm not a fan of the insurance industry at all. I think that's uh, that industry is insane. I know they have a lot of difficulty when there's a disaster because they have to come in at a very tough time, but they don't do enough up front that I think could help have them have to stop paying out those kind of, of deficits. So when somebody wants to get a fire ladder, there should be ways creatively that they could do it because of how important it seems it is. 
insurance companies don't care about you one bit. The first thing I did when I got my ladder was went into insurance agent and said, will this get you some discount on the insurance? You know, it, I don't, you know, it, it should say enough. He's like, you can call them up when they have a, you have a tree on, somebody has a tree on top of their house. It's going to cost two grand to cut it down now. I'll call, I can call them up and say, hey, if you cut it down, it'll cost you two grand. Wait three weeks, it'll cost you 50. They'll say, call me back in three weeks. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that entire industry and, and what they do now. Like in my particular house, I looked at all the second story windows after seeing your product. And below each one, there's an impediment to keep it from being a straight line down for the ladder. So in the, the windows in the back of the house, there's a lower roof that is down by the pool that you wouldn't be able to get over. In the front, there's a subroof below it and there's an awning down further. It's like, how do, you, how do you get a clean line? What do you do if there isn't a clean line? Uh, sometimes the worst thing is when I say to somebody, I can't help you. When they want it, they're ready to go. I say, I can't help you is the worst because I brought up the problem, but it's very limited. That That's one of the issues because it can only go up to 14 inches off a wall. If you have an overhang, now if the overhang is is... Three inches, no problem. I use the regular brackets. If it's more than four, 16 inches, I have to use a special ladder to go around that. But I can't go past 26 and a half inches. It just doesn't so work. The, so the setup has to be right. So are there options for people that that don't have that straight line? So that's a requirement to use your product. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. A lot of houses are, are there's probably so many houses that need that. But what about the people that are in my situation? So... Lucky enough. So first, I just want to back up. This ladder was designed in Denmark. Have you been to Europe? Yes. Where I've been to, every house is exactly the same. It's flat. It's clean. One, two, three, boom. In America, yeah. every house is different. The good, the plus is if you have a house like that, chances are you might be able to climb down with what you have without the ladder. If you have an impediment, that could be a, a, you know, a chance for you to help you now. Sure. I have a roof in front of my house. My my room, there's a whole roof. So I can't I have to walk five feet until I get to the ladder. Growing up, before I had this ladder, it was always I have bushes under me, I'll roll onto the bushes. You know, that's the best I can do. But now at least I can walk two feet and not be stuck in the house anymore. So it's something. But yeah, it's not it's, it, it's interesting the, the architecture here versus what you're talking about in Europe, because um I was walking through a neighborhood that's right by the water, which is near where I live in, in Tampa. And there are two houses that were being built uh, that were both concrete on the first floor. One was concrete on the second floor. The other was wood on the second floor. And I called the builder and asked him, what, why are you putting wood by the water in Florida on the second floor? He goes, first of all, that's what the homeowner wanted. And then the second thing was they had those bump outs, those designs where if the, if the floors aren't sitting on top of each other, it's very difficult to use concrete on the second floor. So they chose the design that was more dangerous because of the aesthetics than they did ultimately for safety. I have a client who's by the beach now. They said it's humid, lots of salt. Their ACs die every two years. And they asked me about the ladder. And I never realized that there's so much salt that'll eat away anything. It's just crazy that somebody for, for you know, they're going to have to replace the wood one in a few years. How would the ladder hold up by, in a house by the water? So I reached out to my manufacturer. He said he can't say how many years, but it should last a long time and I can still honor the 15-year warranty. It's time for emergency preparedness to go mainstream. Smart, innovative, practical solutions that match your needs. 
Instinct Ready educates, prepares, and equips the everyday person for disaster. With promo code Make It Better, you can access comprehensive preparedness courses and premium go bags. Visit instinctready.com with promo code Make It Better today. Preparedness starts at home. Hmm. It's anodized. It comes powder coated. It, it sh- typically it should last forever. And by he says also by the sea it should be good. What somebody asked me was, what happens when it freezes? If the la- if it rains and then it freezes. What would you think? Yeah, well, first of all, if it's frozen, I think it's a lot more difficult to get out, obviously, if it's slippery. So that's not the problem. The problem is the question will is, will the ladder open? And I said, I don't know. There's only one way to do it, and that's by trying it. That's how I figured out you can bring a baby down, no problem. And since they asked me, I haven't had a cold day yet. Now it's like 14 degrees. I am going to take a sample, soak it up leave it outside for 24 hours and and see how it opens. Yeah, that would be that would be really interesting. You know, when you when you have a product like yours, can you recall some of the things people have said as to what their no is? Because if I had a house, if I had a house where I could use your product after seeing that video, I would already have you on in the queue to to put it in because I I really was impressed by just it, it just smacked me in the face how unprepared we are in case if we ever had a fire. What are some of the excuses you hear? It's too expensive. Fire's never going to happen. It doesn't happen to me. Um, I don't want the look. I don't want it to ruin the look of my house. And the best excuse: my wife doesn't want it. <laughs> Guy bitch. Yeah. I have. Well, yeah, in looking at your product, um, I don't want people to think I'm on commission with you because uh, I, I I just happen to have been impressed by it, but I'm getting nothing for it. It, it what I liked about it is it doesn't stand out. It could just be a, it could be a conduit along the side of your house where there are cables running for all people know. I mean, there's nothing about the design that makes you go, oh my God. I mean, there's far th- more uh, unpleasant things to look at that aren't going to save your life. So yeah, exactly. So I was just coming to my house to do the podcast. I'm doing it from my house. As I'm walking on the porch, there's a there's a guy working there. He was doing construction. I said, hey, what do you do? Whatever. I have this ladder. He's like, what? I said, this is this is a ladder. He's like, what is that? I went upstairs, opened it. He would not believe it. He's like, I've been working here for a week. I didn't even notice it. And now you're telling me it's a ladder. And these are the people I'm looking for, the guys who like it for as it is. As you're saying, commission, nobody's going to sell it for commission. They're going to come in and get it because they like the product and, and suggest it. And hopefully he'll sell it. Now, when people have a product like that or any kind of safety feature, how important is it for them to actually practice with it? Like if you have a gun, you should be going to the gun range because the one time you have to pull that out, you better be able to shoot. You know, if you have uh, people should have an evacuation plan, all these things that people should try. How how many times and how much do you have to practice going down the ladder? So I'm glad you brought that up because that's very important. One of the advantages of my ladders are you can practice as opposed to th- as opposed to the throw out ladders. If you are crazy enough to throw it out the window and you're crazy enough to to think you're going to get on it, now you have to buy a new one. So nobody's going to do that ever. And because they're one-time use. My product, the first thing I tell you as soon as you get it is practice. The first time I went out, it took me a minute. Now I do it in 15 seconds. And also with this guy I said before, with the tweaks in his ladder, if he wouldn't have tried it, it would have been much harder to get out. Now he can get out much faster. It took him two minutes to get out because his window was small. Now he can do it in, in 45 seconds. 
That's interesting. With life-saving things, with liver die decisions, the amount of people that just put it off is is mind-boggling to me. You know, we just missed Hurricane Ian here in Tampa, and I think most people have forgotten about it, except the people that had the damage. Those people are going to be living with that potentially for the rest of their lives. So it's that human psyche that you have to battle. You probably almost need a psychologist on your staff to go out with you and find out, okay, why aren't you doing it? Let's explore the reasons why you're not doing this because you have to be crazy. The reason is they, you know, I, I, I when I started out, I bought the too expensive part. Now I've been in business two years. I have data and really it's the only reason somebody doesn't want it is because they don't see the value. Somebody has a nice house. It's either going to look gorgeous or it's not going to work. We're not talking about something you know, sticking out like a big, ugly fire escape where you notice it. Yeah, especially if you could put it in the back of the house or on the side of the house. It's like people wouldn't even notice that probably. You have to practice and people should be practicing every year. My, um, you know, my neighbor, when they had their fire, the guy was knocking on his kid's door, screaming his head off. He couldn't get there from the other side of the house. Wake up, wake up. And I don't know if they were out of the house or not. But they could have gone out and they don't know where their kids are. You have to have a meeting point. And this is even before my neighbor's fire. This was just so obvious to my parents before that happened that we always growing up, we knew if there's a fire, there's a stop sign across the street. That's where we meet. You, The worst is you don't want a fireman going in and dying because they thought somebody was in the house and he wasn't. That would be horrible. And I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. You know, all the people that I've interviewed that were in disaster situations talk about how you don't think clearly then because you can never really practice for those adrenaline moments as an average person i mean cops firefighters those people do drills all the time and they and and, and they still make mistakes but at least they're drilling at what they're doing and, and practicing it most homeowners don't practice anything that will help them in a disaster so when that panic moment hits you don't think clearly yeah, I had that panic yesterday where, you know, when you have a business like this, everything is about ends up being like that. Whereas in the bathroom, I stuck my hand into the box of tissues. And guess what? There wasn't any left. I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, just the panic. It's not a big deal. But like just a panic for five seconds. Like, oh, and like, imagine if there's a fire like. And you're not and somebody's not prepared. People could go crazy and and not do the right thing and not save, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a feeling people would get. I mean, it's like when you reach in your pocket where you thought your wallet was and it's not there and that fluttering that you get. Or if you look around at the airport and you don't see your child for a second. I mean, there's those things that bring out that fear in you. But most people don't. I mean, a lot of people statistically are experiencing fire, but still most people have not. And so they just don't think it would be they think they would be able to handle it. And they really have no idea how bad it would be. Correct. And you don't have to, you're, you're a different generation than me, but my generation, you want to talk about panic. All I have to say is get locked out of your Instagram account for five minutes. Imagine that panic. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel so lucky to have grown up without those things because they take way too much of our time and uh, have taken way too much importance in most people's lives. LinkedIn is the only thing I waste my time on. The rest I post, I check in and that's it. I don't even have it on my phone. In order to get to Instagram, Facebook, I have to go from somebody else's because either I'd be on it all day and not accomplish anything or those are the options. So I post, I need to what I do when I need to do and check in when I need to check in. 
Yeah. So now do you sell your product just in the region that you live in? Is it a national thing? How does how does this work in the big picture? So it's just funny looking back because we thought we'd only sell it local where we have our installers and we sell it everywhere. Right now we're just about to hit half of the states. We keep track and we can send it anywhere. And I don't tell the the guy who buys it that I'll find an installer, but I have a guy in Baltimore in, in Maryland who three months after he bought it, he still hasn't found somebody. Called him up. I said, this is ridiculous. I called a number, got a handyman, made the connection. And I just followed up yesterday to find out what happened. But anybody can buy it. I can ship it anywhere. Any handyman can install it. It's it's really awesome. Yeah, well, I'm going to walk around my house again and see if there's a place it would go. Unfortunately, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to make sure those smoke alarms are working. Uh, That's what's more the... important. Absolutely. What's the best way for people to reach out and get in touch with you and, and to see the product up close? So you have our Instagram, Facebook. I'll put everything Instagram. in the show notes. Um, the best way to reach out is to get to our website. You can connect with me on Inst- uh, any any platform. You can connect with me. The website, saferescape.com, and, or just call me up, 725-237-2273, 725-2-ESCAPE. Even if you don't want to buy the ladder, if somebody wants to call me for advice on a smoke alarm, that's a success. Anything. Sure. Now, as an entrepreneurial guy, I just want to leave people with this. You've stepped out and done something because you wanted to solve a problem, make something better. What advice do you have to other people who might have an idea or something they want to do, but they're just not doing anything with it right now? They're just kind of sitting around. Listen to nobody. Do whatever you want. I started a charity where I have 75 locations for we lend out car seats. And everybody said, no, it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to open up their home. Individually run locations. It's the largest around that I know of. So everybody's going to say, you can't do it. You can't do it. Take that. You can't do it and run with it. And get yourself a coach. That's very important. It's good to have somebody that holds you accountable. So I'm, I'm, you know, my father is my partner. So he's there and he holds me accountable to what needs to be done. Originally, he used to have to turn my hand and say, you got to work harder, you got to work harder. But now it's just, I don't have enough time in the day to knock out what has to be done. I hear you. Well, listen, uh, Aaron, continued success with uh, with your product. And I encourage everybody to at least check it out because you don't want to be in a situation where you look back and go, I wish I'd been able to get my family out. I wish I had done something differently. When it comes to people's safety and the choices they make, this this seems like a no-brainer. A hundred percent. I can't say more. Where people, oh, I wish I did this. You can't. It's too late. You now's the time. You can't say I only take the ladder when I need it. You know, it's not about putting up the ladder in case of a fire. It's about being prepared. You have everything prepared that in case you need it, you can get out. Absolutely, Aaron. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today on the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. All of Aaron's contact info is in the show notes, as well as all my social media. And if you enjoyed what you were listening to today, please become a subscriber, share the link with your friends, and even leave a review. And if you have any questions about this episode or any of the past episodes, or you know of a great guest for a future episode, there's a link to my contact form that comes directly to me. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.